Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. On this episode, we discuss the release of Maite's new book, the 30th anniversary of Sign of the Times, new additions to the Paisley Park experience, and upcoming shows by Andre Simone and Princess. And we also get a health update from the doc. And now, he can't feel guilty for his honesty. All right. Dr. Funkenberry. Uh, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. This is your host, maybe not with the most, but it's Dr. Funkenberry with Chris. Thank you guys so much for listening to us on iTunes, on Stitcher when it's working properly. Thank you so much for subscribing, telling your friends about us. Much love. Thanks you for donating on the front page of drfunkenberry.com. Um, we got uh, a jam-packed episode today, Chris, don't we? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, never a dull moment in the uh, Prince world, huh? Yes, never a dull moment in the in the Prince world and and our our uh, healthcare. <laughs> yeah, so um, we have an update from you, right? It's been a, a couple weeks, and uh, there was a big doctor's appointment you went to, right? Yeah, I mean, look, like on Saturday. My foot's looking really good. It's it's looking kind of normal. I did notice sometimes, like when I was putting ice on it, like I get really red because I put it on the top of my foot right above the ankle. Because that's where I kind of felt pain originally back in February. Get really red after I use the ice. Um, Saturday looking great. Kind of had the boot off for a little bit. I kind of want to walk around. The boot get, the boot gets a little funky, man. Like not the good kind of funk. So. <laughs> You know, and then um, I have someone because I can't drive because it's on my driving foot. So I have someone, you know, I ask them if they can take me in the morning. And they can take me like an hour, hour and a half before my appointment. I'm like, okay, I have to get the x-ray anyway. So we get the x-ray. So they drop me off. Then I uh, pimp walk myself with the boot all the way down past the emergency room to the x-ray that's where it is in the emergency room. Um, and I give them my ID. I let them know, yeah, I'm supposed to get an x-ray. And it, it's an hour before my appointment now. And they say, uh, we don't have you listed for an x-ray. I'm like, she told me I needed one before my appointment to make sure nothing is broken or whatnot. They go, yeah, it's not in here. I'm sorry. So oh, no. I walk all the way to two buildings over. And I just go, I'm going to have to walk back because of this. So I walk two buildings over and I check in an hour early and I go, so let's have an x-ray. But the person's in here like, oh, and she won't be here till 830. That's 15 minutes before my appointment. So okay. I'm like, she's like, yeah, just wait. And I'm in there just texting and doing anything else for 45 minutes. Then, uh, the nurse or whatnot, she calls it in at age 15. He's like, yeah, now you have to go back to the x-ray place and your x-ray. I'm like, yeah, great. No problem. I'll walk there. So you have to I, go back two buildings over. Yeah. And I went there originally. So here I am. I'm supposed to be off my foot. So yeah. I'm walking on my foot. <laughs> um, so I do the x-rays. The, the lady's very nice. Then I walk back 
to the room and I wait for her and she's dealing with someone else. And I'll say this, like the other doctor I had was uh, very quick with me. This one takes her time, but I don't know. So um, I finally get seen by her. Now keep in mind, this is my second set of x-rays. And in February, when this happened in Portland, I felt like something was broken in my foot. Um, oh, wow. It felt really bad. And I was staying off the foot. And then, like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I need a doctor's appointment. They're like, they couldn't see me for three weeks. I went, uh, I'm a diabetic with foot issues. I really don't think I should be waiting three weeks. Then they moved it up to a week and a half, and I had to get x-rays then, not knowing what was going on. And then they diagnosed me with charcoal foot. You know, it can reshape my foot, all these other disgusting things if not caught early enough. So, you know, it appears it caught early, been having in the boot. There are some days where it looks normal and there's some days where it looks pretty swollen. So I'm meeting with her and she says, yeah, you have a broken bone in your foot. And I go, what did this, this happen since last time? And I'm just thinking like Saturday, you know, kind of had the boot off, was walking around my apartment because I just wanted it to be a little free. Um, so to, I back when you first went, you didn't have a broken bone. That's what she told me. But now she's telling me that, yeah, I did have a broken bone, but we didn't see it as clearly as we're seeing now. But it I is gotcha. healing. The only good thing about this, the only good thing is, it's because it's a three-month process to heal, right? So it being okay. February, that means May I might be cleared. Instead of us thinking that the, that the break or whatever happened March, April, and then it may take till July, August. Um, But I still have to worry about my foot changing shape and other things. The temperature of my foot is more normal. That's kind of how you know about charcoal. If it's hotter than the other foot, they appear to be about the same now. She was saying that. Um, So she's looking at, hopefully here, um, a recovery of May. But my foot for about five or six months, even after I keep my blood sugar down and all this stuff, there's a chance it, there's a chance that it could change shape the soft skin tissues, so I won't be able to be as vigorous with my workouts as I was before. Um, I did ask her if I can go swimming now. She said no. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I did bring up just for people that are worried. You know, my foot is in a boot now, um, but I did bring up if there is a chance. I am going to be in Minneapolis for the celebration because we we know how these things are. It's kind of a last minute thing where they want you there. Um, And I made plans ahead of time with people there that I would be in a wheelchair the entire time and other things would be taken care of. So my doctor did approve that. So, yeah. So I did everything. If, if, if I'm there or whatever, don't be like, oh, da, 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 here's the doctor has foot injury, then he's there. Uh, everything is approved by the doctor. If if she would have said you can't go because of the flight, because of other stuff, I would have listened to her. I did tell her that there's a chance and it's probably important that I be there for for you guys, for Paisley Park, for the family. But um, we don't know about that, but I always try to be on top of stuff and be prepared, you know? So, of course, I can't be prepared where I have one x-ray a month ago and they tell me that nothing's broken. And now they're telling me that something's broken. and It's been broken since February. (laughs) (laughs) 
like I like the doctor. I do. Um, but you did tell me the last time that nothing appeared to be broken, but I had a chance of stuff breaking. And now we brought the x-rays from before and then she showed me that there was a little bit of a bump and then she showed me the x-rays now and there was a bigger bump, but she said it's healing. So that's good. That's where I'm at. This is, uh, for the people listening overseas, this is what we have to deal with as Americans with our healthcare. And I do, uh, I luckily have insurance now, unlike I did a few years ago, but they're so backed up with appointments. Like here I am like a couple years ago, uh, before the affordable care act, what they call the Obamacare. Um, I could get seen at the day of, or the next day when I originally called and said, I think there's something wrong with my foot. They were trying to have me wait three weeks. So I would have been waiting three weeks for not being in a cast, not having x-rays, having a broken bone on my foot. And now here's the disgusting part about all this, the broken bone on my foot. This is why I have to make sure that my blood pressure, my blood sugar is in check and that I keep the foot in the boot because there's a chance because of my diabetes that my skin is so weak that the bone could pierce through my skin. So sorry for that grossness. Hopefully you guys weren't eating while listening to the show. I know some people clean their houses very, wearing very little clothing and hopefully that's what's happening instead of you eating. So, <laughs> all right. Now they got my health stuff out of the way, you know, um, I, can I just say, you know, I think I like, I appreciate you coming over a couple of times, Chris. I just wish more people were coming over. I I'm going stir crazy in this place. Like I, I need to get out. I want to go to Amoeba. I want to go to other things. I just can't do it. So I bet I'd be going nuts having to be trapped up, you know, for weeks. Oh yeah. So it's going to be the second month of this. And there's some people like there, it is like a three to four month recovery. I don't know how they do it. Like my main thing was, is I was trying to tell my doctor, can you please put it down for my jobs that I can do other stuff? Cause I was afraid of losing my job. I got a scooter here. I got a knee scooter that someone took care of for me. Thank you very much. Oh, that's That's great. So I'm going to be scooting around doing stuff around the building, but it's going to be work stuff. Um, but at least I have that now. See, see, here I am. I do listen to doctor's orders, but I do try to be mobile at the same time when I can. So, um, yeah. And here we are, dude. April 2017. And there's a bunch of stuff happening. Um, we do have one thing in L.A. That I'm not going to be able to go to. Hopefully you're going to be able to go to. Andre Simone at the Hotel Cafe. Is that April 11th, Chris? Yeah, it's coming up uh, soon. I know we didn't give any a lot of uh, heads up, but yeah, it's going to be uh, less than a week away from when we're recording. That's going to be awesome to see him in such a small, intimate venue. Excuse me. <laughs> I know. I part? was choked up, too, the first time I heard about Andre <laughs> performing locally. It's so much I couldn't turn off the mic for. Um, excuse me, guys. Are you going to be there, Chris? Yeah, I'm definitely going to try to make it. Okay, good. So at least so one of us can be there. Report back, and yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. He was heading up the last time I saw him. He was heading up the Revolution um, in Minneapolis for those uh, First Avenue shows. So it's going to be really cool to see him do his thing. Speaking of heading up, 
I think we touched base on it a little bit last time. Uh, you know, that he, he was going to be heading up the MPG May 22nd, the Redondo beach, which that show is now canceled. Um, right. But, you know, and I appreciate his wife and him reaching out to me and reminding me to be at the hotel cafe show. And I'm just like, um, and this is before I had my, my prognosis from the doctor that I just said, we'll see, I may not be able to go. And I'm definitely not going to be able to go now. Uh, as, as much as I would have stuff covered in Minneapolis and Paisley Park if I went, um, I would not have that much in L.A. Uh, with the parking situations here and don't really have a wheelchair here. Um, the, it just isn't feasible for me to go to the Andre show. He's got my support. I hope you guys go and support him. Hope you're able to talk with him after the show, Chris, and uh, wish him the best for me. Uh, there isn't a lot of tributes in LA yet that I'm aware of for the anniversary of his passing. Unlike there is a celebration going on in Minneapolis and everyone else has taken advantage of that. It seems like the Bay area has got a lot of uh, stuff going on. Not so much LA, which I find interesting, but again, I wouldn't be able to do those things anyway. Um, but are you, how do you feel like with the celebration, as they're calling it, at Paisley, and then all this other stuff that's going on in Minneapolis at the same time. I mean, I'll give Andy Allo a pass because she's an opening act for a tour where this was planned in December before the celebration was announced. But you have Shelby J doing two shows at the Dakota. You have Jesse Johnson at Bunkers. There's a bunch of other stuff going on. Like, it's. I know that people don't really want to celebrate the anniversary of his passing, but it seems like that's where everything is going down. Right. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an amazing weekend or week. Hell, if you want to, with Jesse Johnson's mm -hmm. uh, three shows and at bunkers and yeah, like you said, Shelby's shows. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's like all people, purple people are going to be there. All the, all the associated artists. I just wish all of this was happening in June. It just seems like it should be what is happening in June, not in April. And it, I just don't understand it. Maybe it's scheduling uh, and this just worked for everybody, but it's just a shame it has to be, you know, around that day and not the day of his birth, which, you know, we've been there before at Paisley during that time. And that's when I like to be there. Right. Even though um, he didn't exactly celebrate his birthday. Yeah. The celebrations were around in June. In June. Um, you know, I do understand where they're trying to come from with it. As he did say in an interview one time in 1998 with Mel B of Scary Spice, who's going through her own stuff right now um, with her divorce, that he said that he doesn't celebrate birthdays anymore. And she's like, why not? And then she kind of alluded like he, 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 she alluded to it. He gave the thumbs up that he'll celebrate the day that he dies. Is that how it goes on? But we know we know that Prince was a walking contradiction with stuff. But we don't know what he wants. That's when they scheduled it. I I I originally, as I said, I thought they'd do something in April, and I thought they would do something in June because there is people that there are people not there is that kind of want to be there on the anniversary of his passing just could help them with closure and other stuff. Cause as we're saying, there still wasn't a proper 
memorial for the fans. There was tribute concerts and other stuff, but nothing for them. And I do believe that Paisley capitalized on that, that knowing there was going to be people that wanted to go. So he made sure there wasn't the $40 general mission or the $100 thing, but they have all these performances and they can charge more. Um, I did thought, I did think that they were going to do that in June as well, but that does not appear to be the case since June 7th is falling on a Wednesday. And that's one of the days that Paisley was originally closed. Um, but I do hear that they're supposed to be uh, opening soon, six days a week, or it's supposed to be more. I may be incorrect on that, but I do know that they're going to be open for more days in the tour as the weather improves. Um, so who knows? Maybe there will be something added for that date. Maybe there won't, but it just seemed like Wednesday was always the day that they were closed, which is June 7th this year. But um, I'm with you. I do assure some stuff going on in June. I mean, I, if we want to go back on stuff, I remember in 2002 in L.A. that uh, it was getting close to his birthday. And someone goes, happy birthday, Prince. And he goes, I don't celebrate birthdays. And then a few people said, we celebrate it. And he goes, you celebrate my birthday? Okay, you can do that. You can age for the both of us. Right. So he that to me, that kind of sounds like he was okay with it as well. But uh, that's the thing. And then there's so much going on, like the entire month. Like when people are going to be in at the celebration of Paisley Park, that's when Record Store Day is. So they have all those record releases. So Electric Fetus is going to be getting a lot of business from Prince fans, which they already do. That's like one of their stops now when they're in Minneapolis, you know? Right. I'm sure First Avenue, the PRN family is having an event. Andre is going to be there. The new Power Generation is going to be there. Uh, another band that's escaping my name right now. But they're, they're going to be there and they're going to perform. And I hear they're quite good. So uh, and that's put on by the family that supports the family. They're also having like an early breakfast thing, like around 4 a.m. afterwards. So that's kind of cool, too. Oh, wow. That's cool. And did you see this thing? I know our, our friend Heidi from Minneapolis, uh, you know that they have like another like fence out now around Paisley. So the fans will put stuff on that instead of the fence for the for his passing. And there's been a lot of fans putting stuff. Uh, people at Paisley Park is like going all out, uh, making a few banners for, for people and then taking names. I do think that the Bump Squad here in L.A., is doing something similar to where they're asking for names and same with the purple army LA. Um, it's kind of a cool idea, I guess. You know? Yeah, I think it's, well, and it's, I'm glad that they're doing it because I think there's still that need for the fans to have that closure, mm-hmm. but or you saw the, either the video or the pictures that it's going to be safe now because it's actually a temporary fence that's inside the property not along the road, mm-hmm. so you don't have the traffic concerns that they had before. And um, they're actually going to take your picture along the fence as a souvenir, which I think is pretty cool that they're doing that. Right. Now, and one other thing, sorry, I just wanted to t- yeah. talk about the dates because people that are listening to this now, um, next Monday, April 10th, they're actually opening it up to the entire public. You don't even have to have a yeah. ticket to the tour yeah. to go inside the parking lot at Paisley Park, park there and and give a tribute and uh, mm-hmm. visit the fence and leave something if you'd like. Right. And then it's going to be open to people that have tour tickets throughout the month of April 
um, past the date of the celebration even. And that's what they're saying as of now. Maybe it'll be longer, but for now they're just saying April. Right. And another thing is going on April 10th here in LA. And we're going to get back uh, to Paisley uh, regarding merchandise yep. and some stuff, some books. But here, April 10th, um, Maite is going to be having a book signing for her book. Uh, did you did you get the book, Chris? Have you been reading it at all? So I got the book yesterday when it came out, and I came home, and I started reading it, and I'm not going to lie. I got two pages into the prologue, and I had to put it down. Uh-huh. It, was, it was more emotional than I thought. It's The way she opens up the book, It's it hits you pretty hard. And I've talked to several friends who did the same exact thing. So uh, I think it was just hard to – you know, this is the book we've all been kind of waiting for. So it's, I think it's just uh, taken a lot of people by, you know, it's, it's opening up that wound again and it's April. So yeah, I think it's hard for the diehard fans to, to get through that. And so I honestly, I haven't even gotten through the first chapter yet. Right. Um, but I will, I'm looking forward to reading the book. And, and, I'm sure I'm we sure saw the interview the interview America America you saw it yeah yeah I watched that and um I thought it went pretty well uh nothing I didn't really see much of she didn't really say much of anything it was pretty pretty light you know there wasn't a big huge secrets given I don't believe so nothing we didn't really know already but um I thought she did good now let me say something okay. um it's like I watch the Daily Show a lot. I watch other shows a lot, and uh, I don't expect Trevor Noah to read every book that goes on. I mean, John Stewart would say like, "Oh, I got into the book. It's so interesting. It's so fascinating." I don't expect everyone to read the books that they're doing, especially when there's so much stuff that they have to do. But <clears throat> I kind of was being playful when I tweeted out the video to. Um, the interview, the Good Morning America interview, I just put, did Michael read it? Did you read it? And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't add Michael into it because that's not what I was trying to do. But someone added Michael into it saying that he did, they didn't think he read the book. And then Michael called me out and I'm like, wow, 1.4 million. Michael uh-huh. has, he's got like what? Almost every job in Hollywood, like he he's, he does Good Morning America. He doesn't do the Live with Kelly show anymore. Okay. He flies here for the NFL shows when it's here in the fall. Uh, he, he has like 10 million jobs. And then for him to read what someone else posted and then respond to me. And then first he's like, yeah, I read the book. And he's like, did you read it? And, ah. and I was just like, yeah, I did read it. Ask your boy, Dave. Because that's that's who I know that he knows because they would tell me all the time that they're hanging out. So uh, I wasn't trying to get into a Twitter battle. This isn't like 2015. Um, I was just pretty surprised that he actually responded to it. when people talk crap to me, which is a lot. I somewhat ignore it. <laughs> um, and I do not have one point four million followers. Uh maybe that's how he got all five jobs is responding to people on Twitter. I don't know. It just, it just whatever, but uh, I'm not going to talk about the book myself 
as you saw for you, it brought up raw emotions. It, it brought up emotions to me and there's just some other things that I know. And, um, are you going to be at the book signing? Uh, I'm not planning on going No. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's going on. And now back to, and there is other book signings for my take going around. Check your local city. Think sure you did one in New York. There's one coming up in the Bay area. There's one coming up in uh, Miami, Florida as well. Back to Paisley park. Um, and during the celebration, apparently there's going to be three books out. Uh, oh, yeah. They're going to be celebration exclusives. One is about oh. Paisley Park. I think it's the, it might be the commemorative one. And there's two more. One uh, that talks about the instruments he played and other things. And then another one about his fashion. So, oh, very cool. Yeah. And they, they said three, but then there's kind of like a mention of four with the curator. So it might be any more and they're about, they're going to be 35 bucks each. And we're not sure yet. Unlike the other stuff that's celebration only, if that's what it's going to be, but they do have a problem where they're not shipping stuff overseas. So let's see how other fans that really want to get those books, how they get it and how it's going to be handled. Um, and but, they do take credit cards. So bring your plastic. <laughs> well, as Prince said in that 100 new phone guide, like, Baby, you gotta borrow some credit. <laughs> that's how I'm gonna be right now. Um, um, hey, yeah. speaking of uh, speaking of Paisley Park, one thing that was just announced this week is the opening of a new room. Do you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, and that's another thing that people get into. Last weekend, they were showing the Love Sexy movie again, which they showed before, but this time they now have the Love Sexy exhibit. They have a Love Sexy room open. I do know. That when Pej went in there December, a friend of ours, he said there was going to be a black album slash love sexy room. And kind of people were like, what's what's going to be in the black album, a black room? So um, (laughs) apparently they just decided to make it a love sexy room. And it has uh, some of the outfits he wore on the love sexy tour and a few other things. I don't know too much more about that. I wonder if they have some of the elaborate stage set that he used because he never... After that tour, he never really had an elaborate stage set aside from the Gold Experience tour and the Endorphin Machine. But everything else was more stripped down, kind of like the tour that followed um, the Love Sexy tour was the new tour because it was just stripped down, just Prince. You just had the big old Prince sign in the background and the little thing that he can do gymnastics on. Uh, That was it. Down to Pearl's tour, he just kind of had that little casing that he would come up in and thunder and even same for the act one and act two tours it wasn't anything elaborate again like the only time he ever had an elaborate stage before was the gold experience jam of the year tour was just him because he was just saying that he doesn't need pyrotechnics and other things because he has his own special effect um but the love sexy tour was extremely successful overseas in the united states it actually lost money um, oh, wow. because of the elaborate stage set and how much it costs to move it from town to town back then. And this is why a lot of American artists in the late eighties and early nineties toured the UK quite a lot is they didn't have tax for the crew and for the stage. So they weren't taxed on those things. So it made it more profitable. Yeah. And now that kind of changed right around the gold experience there. Right there. So, um, 
But yeah, I think that's going to be a really cool room. And they keep making changes to Paisley, which I think is the best thing that they can do. I'm I'm told that there's going to be other announcements coming up over the next few weeks. I know that they haven't exactly said who's going to be on the panels yet. I know that Kim Barry has said that she's going to be on one. Uh, we are waiting for official info on that. So until that comes about, I'm just going to be mum on it. But there is going to be other stuff going on for the people that are going to be at Paisley Park uh, for between 420 and 423, I believe. So they're going to have quite a few things to keep you guys entertained. Um, just one more thought on the Love Sexy Room, just uh, from my observation. When I was there, they had the room. It looked like it was ready to go, but it was still closed up. Uh-huh. But they had the sexy down the side, and they had a graphic on the on. Well, I'll call it a door, but I guess it was just a covering. Uh-huh. It didn't seem to be a big room because it was one of those um, one of those little rooms that are off of the atrium, kind of uh-huh. like the diamonds and pearls, and where the sign of the times rooms are. So I don't know how much they can get in there. I know in the sign of the times room, it's uh-huh. just a drum kit and some of his outfits. So I don't. I'm not sure that Love Sexy Room is going to be much bigger. So maybe right. we'll see some guitars. He had some really <clears throat> cool guitars on that tour. But yeah, yeah. maybe those we'll see the basketball hoop or something. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah. See, like with Love Sexy, mm-hmm. you know, it was right after Sign the Times. Times the second album since he he no longer had the revolution around. Um, I remember getting that. He had the black album that was shelved, but it got out. It's interesting because like Robert Hilburn had a review view of the black album and love sexy on the same day. And I got the black album on cassette from a friend. And then I got love sexy on a Saturday. And I just, I remember listening to it twice and was just blown away by how different it was. And that's kind of like, I missed the days of the internet I love the internet because so many different reasons, but at the same time, sometimes some people are afraid to have their own opinions or they want to be the first to hate something, no matter how good it is. They want to be the first ones to say they didn't like it back then. You didn't have that. You could form your own opinion of it. Right. Um, Just with love sexy. It was just so different on where it came from. Um, I'm sure if there was internet back then, it would have been slammed and, Prince was on the internet so much. And I do feel in some ways that kind of, it was a blessing and a curse. I felt he listened too much to what the fans wanted um, sometimes. But with something like Love Sexy, I was just completely different than anything else. Then people are like, well, this isn't Sign of the Times. This isn't Purple Rain. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't supposed to be. Just like Around the World in a Day wasn't supposed to be Purple Rain, uh, part two. Uh, Just, I wasn't the biggest fan of Dance On. At first, I do remember loving I Wish You Haven't from the start. And sometimes songs don't need to be 10 minutes long to be amazing. Um, it was simplistic. It was sweet. It was dead on. It's what we all kind of need more in this world is someone that'll wish us love, someone that wishes heaven. And then for us to be, you know, trapped in our own little love sexy, you know, and alphabet street and kissing someone to where they can't, they forget the letter G <laughs> um, <laughs> glam slam. I remember radio played that for a minute and it just, you know, I'm that whole thing is, I guess with my memory and hopefully with others, when you're in the love sexy room that you can be transported back to that time. 
just like with Sign of the Times, which right. just had an anniversary. Um, I remember Susanna Melvoin one time, they were asking when Sign of the Times was written. And um, she said it was just after there was an earthquake in LA and it freaked him out. Hmm. And uh, then he kind of read some other headlines in the newspaper that day. Um, so what's interesting is like my first experience with like a crazy big earthquake that kind of freaked me out was like 1987. I'm in school. I don't really know what's going on. I got freaked out, but there I was underneath the desk with another girl. I'm like, are you okay? I'm freaked out. And that's just how I am is I try to hide that fear and worry about other people than myself. Um, but then, you know, the album came out in 87, so it couldn't have been then. And I remember uh, Ricardo Diaz out here, Rick Diaz, kind of playing Housequake playfully after the earthquake. Um, but I just wonder, like, what big earthquakes there were in 85, 86 that could have made him uh, kind of freak out about it. And I did feel like... One of the reasons, like the Sign of the Times tour or whatnot, wasn't coming to LA because sometimes they'd still do club gigs in LA. I'm like, man, this fool is afraid of earthquakes, huh? I go, if I was him, I wouldn't be here either. <laughs> <laughs> and what's interesting about that, and here's my memory again, is I I found out in late '93 that there was a new Power Generation number on Melrose Avenue for a store that was supposed to open in in February of 1994. I kept calling it and seeing when it was going to happen. Uh, there was a number. There was someone that would answer. And then uh, they were going to be filming the most beautiful girl in the world video in L.A. Mm -hmm. um, and then that earthquake happened. And my I believe she talks about that in the book how he was worrying about her and then they flew on the next plane out to Minneapolis, out, out to Minneapolis from LA. Uh, nevertheless, after the earthquake, that MPG store was never slated to open on Melrose Avenue, but it was scheduled. There was going to be an MPG store in, in LA. And when I oh, see man. all these things that people have, the Tamaracas, the original stuff, like we would have had that in LA, like my entire paycheck could have gotten blown on Melrose Avenue. Uh, yeah, but and that would be perfect, wouldn't it? Because that was so him. Like we, we, I know we had friends that would come to town and go to Melrose just to go shopping for Prince concerts. Yeah, and fit in so perfectly, dude. Like my paycheck was going to Bleaker Bob's instead because Bleaker Bob's had quote unquote imports, uh, right behind the scenes. I got my Thunder picture disc from there as a gift from somebody. My first ever uh, bootleg, my two first ever bootlegs. Uh, Miles, Miles and Friends, Miles Davis and Friends, and then the small club second show that night. And I was hooked. And keep in mind, for a double disc back then, the discs were $75, $80. We didn't have yeah. no internet to get this stuff for free. So those, yep. I could have been giving my money to the MPG store in Minneapolis and all the crazy stuff they had there. Candles, candle holders, just ridiculous things I'd rather have been giving my money to. Um and back to Sign of the Times uh, and Wendy just talking about, excuse me, and Susanna just talking about, it. and of course, you know, Susanna was the inspiration for Starfish and Coffee. Just so much other stuff that the Sign of the Times album is like a masterpiece. 
And now we never know if Crystal Ball, which is what Prince intended Sign of Times to originally be, a three uh, LP set of songs, if it would have been considered the same masterpiece. Like Warner's was just like, hold up, it's too much product, two and two, 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 two LPs. He was not upset. He was upset about that. And then he scrapped plans because they're supposed to be like a Camille separate release and all that stuff, and then kind of combined it. Then then he recorded Sign of the Times and slapped it on there instead of a crystal ball. Um, but it just it flows so eloquently, Tell just me. like Phase Two, uh, the last disc released in 2015 from Sign of the Times and kind of like, you know, Sign of the Times isn't exactly your happy go lucky song. It's the first song ever to mention AIDS um, and then talks about the space shuttle challenger, which was still very vivid in Americans minds and kids minds. I mean, I'm sure uh, whatever grade you were in Chris that they made you watch the space shuttle challenger uh, flight because there was the teacher, Krista McAuliffe who was on there. So all teachers made sure to watch it. And what happened around 1130 that day, Chris, like the space shuttle blew up, you know, and he mentions that in there and then just talks about gangs, which is the first time Prince mentioned something like that other than uh, say from uh, any Christian and kind of like talk about stuff going on in Atlanta. Um, then you go into playing the sunshine, which is just the exact opposite, but it flows so well with it, you know, you know, to the gorilla falls off the wall. We're going to keep doing our thing. Um, then just the way that it's sequenced, everything that's on side of the times, the freshness of it, the sexuality of it, you knew what yeah. he was talking about and fucking was on his mind. <laughs> and just the way that forever in my life sounded just so different, even if that was by mistake is what Susan Rogers said of how it, slow down that one part it was just so amazing and then hot thing it wasn't one of my favorite songs when i first heard it i love the remix version of it but now any version of hot thing i love and just uh barely 21 whatever um amazing and then you got the look and this is interesting is what's so great about prince is that years down the road you start listening to it you get a better stereo or you get better speakers um, and you hear stuff they didn't hear before. And one of the songs that meant a lot to me growing up was the cross because I was kind of in a, in a pretty poor neighborhood. So the ghettos to the left of this, I could completely relate to not so much with the flowers on the right, you know, and, that's it's kind of brought me to the thing that we all have our problems. That's why it's kind of like how I am with people, you know, like everyone, everyone's got problems. Everyone's got issues that they go through. But of course, when I see someone complain about their problems and they're not as say life threatening as others, I'm like, dude, you got a good, you got a good chill out for a second, you know? Um, and I can even relate that to myself. I was like, yeah, some, some things are bad. Can't walk right now. Can get a house, but there's other people that, They'll never be able to get out. So this may just be temporary for me. And that's, I got to look at it. Um, And then it's going to be a beautiful night. And this is where I talk about you getting better headphones or better stereo system, because 
the stereo system I had uh, in eight, in 87, my little red boom box. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was good for Rick Astley's never going to give you up, but it wasn't exactly good for <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful <laughs> night. Now, some will add them into it. No, <laughs> 19, <laughs> 1992, I upgraded my stereo system. And that's when I heard the oh please from You Got the Look more so in the mix that she says, but it's going to be a beautiful night when Sheila is doing her trans Mississippi rap. Over layered underneath it, you start hearing Can't Nobody Fuck With Us. And that's yeah. in the mix. But at that time, they didn't have the stereo equipment that would pick up on it. Just like when you're hearing DMSR low in the mix around the six minute mark of the song on the 1999 CD, you hear it clear now. Back then, you didn't hear it at all. So Prince was doing stuff that wasn't exactly picked up on the best systems. That's why people go like, oh, yeah, when I listen to Prince, I got to have headphones on. And the reason for that is you hear stuff that you would not hear on just the regular stereo of your car or other things. And that just is the amazement and beauty of Prince. And special shout out to Slow Love on Sign of the Times, which gets overlooked by being such an incredible love song and with Forever My Life on it. And then it's so overshadowed by a door. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, and a door is amazing. Uh, apparently, from what people say, it was like a, it was an ode to Luther Vandross and and his jams. I'm like, Luther can't hit those falsettos like that. What are you talking about? <laughs> now, can I just say something real quick? I, I get back to the times because we're talking about stuff coming up in L.A. And we're talking about things happening in June. <clears throat> June 8th, Princess uh, is playing the telegram, the telegram ballroom here in L.A. Now, I had so much fun at that show. And uh, I don't know if I should be saying this because I want I want Maya and Gretchen on the show. Um, but I guess how, how females and some men kind of like got turned on by Prince when he sang and, and did things for them. Um, man, Maya and Gretchen. And then you have Josh Lopez on guitar and all, and all these great musicians around him. But... There's just something hella sexy about Maya and Gretchen and the way that they cover Prince's music. It's like, I kind of don't like people covering his music so much. And kind of like right now, it's like everyone's a cover band. But damn, man, I you were at that show, right? Like, I'm not the only one that was feeling the vibes. Am I wrong here? Wrong here? <laughs> I, I've seen them live before. I wasn't at the last one uh, that you were at, unfortunately. But yeah, no, I I love them. I saw them at the Troubadour uh, about a year and a half ago, and just love them. And so I'm, if I'm in town on June eighth, if I'm not in Minneapolis, uh, I will be there. Man, I, I kind of want to be there for them because I had a I had a good time. Of course, they had they had me balling during Purple Rain, but that's expected. But the way their voices just flow together with it is just it's just amazing. Like I really appreciated them not doing, you know, just the hits, quote unquote. Right. I had I had a good time. Right. So I'm looking forward to Princess, looking forward to Maya and Gretchen and just I just they're amazing. Um, is all I can say. And now 
if that's how people felt when Prince was performing, I'm like, all right, I get it. Cause I was just watching musicianship and that's how it is with them. But there's, there's something that's just exuded by their stage presence. Now it's really, really cool and really appreciative. And, um, you know, I kind of wish that, you know, we had the sign of the times anniversary, but we're going to be having the film anniversary uh, this year. I kind of hope that instead of people having it at their house on a really nice TV and having a bunch of people over, I hope that there'll be a, a movie theater in LA playing it aside from Quentin Tarantino's theater, which has been kind of doing it on a yearly basis for the past couple of years. But that movie is so amazing, even with the overdubs and, um, you know, him lip syncing at the Paisley Park soundstage. It is so good. So I would just love for that since it is the 30th anniversary. It's going to be the 30th anniversary of the movie as well. And right. we, we were talking, Chris, about Paisley having merchandise. And we're talking about how the estate has a deal with Bravado Entertainment to start releasing official merchandise from the estate. You just happened to go into Hot Topic today and you found one of the official merchandises of Paisley Park in the Prince Estate, correct? Yes, I'm actually wearing it as we speak. I'm breaking it in. I've, it's uh, Purple Rain. You know, it looks like an OG back from the day, in 84 Purple Rain t-shirt. And yeah, I love it. It's awesome. I, uh, the word got out that they were um, available at Hot Topic and... Uh, so I went, um, took a little afternoon break, and just so happens they had um, a handful left. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And they were buy one get one free, or not buy one get one half off, not free. Sorry. Now, so, yeah. oh, it, it's the it's a black shirt with the cover on it, right? Yep, black shirt with basically yeah the cover or like the uh, the poster. The cover of Purple Rain. Because the one I got from Hot Topic before around 2004, 2005, it's purple and it was a cartoon drawing, but it was still uh, the album cover. So, and it says on the shirt itself, because I made you look at it, it says on the shirt, the Princess State Paisley Park Bravado Entertainment, correct? Yeah, it's pretty cool that it actually does say, um, you know, all rights reserved, that it's a property of the Prince Rogers estate. So that's pretty cool. You know, the money is going where it's supposed to go. So there you go. It's seventeen ninety nine, right? Uh, yeah, it's seventeen. It's maybe some change after tax, right. but it wasn't that much. It was under. It was just uh, just over seventeen. So that means it's cotton. It isn't the good cotton that I like. Like those baseball shirts at Paisley are made of yeah, it's, thin material. It's a percent cotton. Yeah, I kind of like the other ones, but it's an official merch. Um, I going to put the word out on social media tomorrow. I know that Chris, you're going to look for me, but yeah, by the time I get out of this boot, those shirts are going to be long gone. So hopefully this is the first of many things that are going to be coming. Um, But this is what I want. I want stuff in hot topic. I want stuff in target Uh, right now. That's the way it has to be. A few years down the road, we can be a little bit more greedy with it. But right now we got to get the image out, got to celebrate him and got to get it done. Because there's entrepreneurs that are making their own shirts and they're really good jobs. Prince, he would have purchased their ideas and put them out themselves. And hopefully that'll be done in the future. Look to those entrepreneurs, the ones that are doing the designs. uh, Because that's how Prince would do it. And uh, take it from the fans. You know, albeit, you know, putting out an album cover is still really cool. But there's still a lot of unique and creative ideas that can be 
used, uh, but make sure that the fans aren't charging people and that uh, they're compensated for the work, which I'm sure some of them would be like, oh, you know, you just acknowledging it. Yeah, I'm cool with that. So that's how it goes on. But I'm really glad to see that there is finally one item uh, being used, but uh, it's a start, you know? Yep. Absolutely, man. Hey, we, you, we, we didn't get to two of my favorite tracks on Sign of the Times, and I wanted mm-hmm. to get your opinion on them. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite mm-hmm. Prince song of all time is If I Was Your Girlfriend. And, yes. the, and we talked about the movie, and I think the movie really did it for me too, mm-hmm. just the way he did the interplay with that. See, it showed at that time. Prince was a studio genius, and he was starting to become a live genius. And it just showed it like, like as we talked about before, disbanding the revolution and, and then and a few months later debuting with the love sec with the sign of the times, love sexy band and just kicking ass and taking names. If I was your girlfriend studio version is amazing. It just, it touches on a certain subject that's so taboo that people really didn't understand it. And then just like, where he's like, you know, I'm going to kiss you down there where it counts the whole voice. But then you see the sign of the times version and you see him kick ass in it with a live. Now that's like one of the songs. Like I was like, I go to a Prince concert and he's doing that song. I don't care who I'm with. Like (laughs) we're, we're, I don't care if it's, if we're, if we're second row from Prince on the stage, I just said, whoever I'm with, when, if I was your girlfriend comes on, I'm either going to be kissing it down there where it counts or we're going to be banging. Cause that's just, one of those hot jams. I know that's a little bit too TMI. Uh, um, but now you guys don't have to worry about that. You just got to worry about it. The song comes up in my bedroom mix. Uh, yeah, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. But it w- it's just so amazing live. And I just loved it on the Jam of the Year tour when he incorporated it in. Loved it with the 3121 band. Uh, the form shows when he was doing it. Like It just was Prince with his guard down. And it was just so sexual, you know, and I appreciate it on so many levels, but that's when you, you knew that Prince was a studio genius and then the live genius because he took it out, you know, he couldn't do the little voice thing or he could have done it, but nah, he did with his manly voice, did everything, did hit high notes and just was on point with that performance of I Was Your Girlfriend and continued to be a live stable for Prince for decades to come. Um, now, what's the other song? The Ballad of Dorothy Parker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a quirky song, but it was cool. And you mentioned uh, Susan Rogers mm-hmm. that, uh, and she did a um, she did a workshop that mm-hmm. um, I saw. It was uh, someone put the link up on mm-hmm. Facebook, and it's um, through I think like the Red Bull Academy. Mm-hmm. It's a two hour sit down interview, and I need to listen to it. But right. she goes into how they made uh, the Ballad of Dorothy Parker and that the console wasn't even finished and there was no high end. And that's how Prince, Prince didn't care. He, they recorded the whole song. She, did, she couldn't tell him. And then afterwards, there was no high. And it's like it sounded like it was underwater. And he loved it. And he left it like that. It's just crazy, the stories surrounding that album. See, uh, did she talk about with it? Because I know that was talked about before. <laughs> is that he wasn't aware and I'm sure Prince was pissed that Susan shared this, 
but he wasn't aware that there was an actual person named Dorothy Parker. Did she bring that up? I didn't, I didn't hear that part. No, she was yeah. talking about the technical part of it and, uh, mm-hmm. how the mm-hmm. console wasn't finished being installed and Prince was so impatient and he, they, he kicked the guy out that was installing it and it wasn't even the power supply wasn't working correctly. And that's what caused the issues with the sound. But, um, they, she didn't get into the, the way it was. She talked that yeah. it was all written. Like he had it, he had it completely written, came down and would, she would tack up the words to him and he would just sit down and start playing the drums and singing it in his head the entire time, <clears throat> lay that in one take and then go in and do the bass and right. then layer all right. the different pieces. Ridiculous. How, how Prince's mind worked. And that was still happening as much as 2014, 2015. I've heard some stories about mixing and him being impatient and how things kind of came to be on albums that will have to be shared for another episode. But, uh, it's just so interesting. Like I said, um, I remember what I used to do for years before it'd be his birthday. Like I listened to each album a day before. So if it was like 30 days before, start listening to it before. But I'd start with For You and go down. And then and cool. sometimes I'd hear different things each time, especially as my stereo systems improved. Um, yeah. But it's just interesting in, in the... In how much music he left us that we that we have and then haven't heard is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's our new normal, you know, unfortunately, like when we see new videos pop up or unreleased music, just like the Purple Rain remaster, it's going to be coming out. We're probably going to have the track list hit uh, in the next few weeks, if not at the celebration itself. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to say the least to see what's on the dvds to see what the extra things are and i'll be purchasing it i hopefully i'll be a few months from my foot being healed and um, we can go down unfortunately there isn't a lot of record stores anymore that have midnight sales so we won't be able to do anything for that and we'll all be hearing it at different times especially with people ordering through amazon and uh you know you'll get it and then that day you'll get like the tracks downloaded to you it's just different um, yeah. but <clears throat> I'll be looking forward to it. Like I said, it's our new normal. Of course, we'd rather have him be here. I always have to allude that because people are like, yeah, I wish he was here. So I'm like, dude, I'm with you, but it's our new normal. This is how it is now, unfortunately. Um, but here comes Paisley Park this month. Chris will be there in June. It's looking like, and, uh, he's got to keep supporting it and bravado coming out with the merch now. That's a good thing. And, it's just, it is what it is. Is there anything we didn't touch base on, Chris? I know there's always something that we forget. Yeah, well, so. um, all the notes that we made, we covered everything on our list for this episode right. so far. <clears throat> well, yes. There's a few people on my list I haven't got to yet. They know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, question. Yes. I know people are going to want to know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can say that Sign of the Times is the, if it's not number one, it's number two, but I'll say it's number one on my list. Where do you rank Sign of the Times in your list of Prince albums? You know what sucks, man? You know what sucks? You know what my answer used to be to this question? And he laughed what? When, when he was watching my show. And I was going, you want to know what my favorite Prince album is? The next one. Oh, God. That's such, a Prince, that that's such a Prince answer, right? 
So that's what I'm going to say right now as a tribute right. to Prince. Because that's how Prince will be. What's my favorite album? The next one. What's my favorite show? The next one. So that's what my answer is going to be. I'm not going to answer it. Uh, there's a friend of mine who was trying to ask me last week. And I just, I just, that's it. It used to, I, my answer always used to be the next one. And it was the best answer for everything. And now and it's going to be hard for me to weasel my way out of that one, isn't it? Well, I think we're going to get new music for years and years to come. So I bet the next one is going to be your favorite. And it might be my favorite if it's that, what we are, what we're hearing about with the purple rain remaster. So right. that's what I want to hear from fans. My favorite podcast is your next one <laughs> on that. <laughs> on that note, much love to everyone. Thank you so much. Uh, peace to princess. Peace to Jerome Benton. Peace to Boucher. Much love. Keep it funky, everyone. <laughs>